Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to episode number 129. That is 129 of Wings, Beers, and Tears. We are your DMV Sports Podcast. What is going on, fellas? I am Todd, joined always by Jerry. How are you, sir? What's happening? Uh, just kicking it, brother. Good week? Yeah, you know. Some better, some worse. <laughs> right on. Right on. And we have a special guest tonight. We have Shane with us tonight. First of all, congratulations, Shane, a recent graduate of Catholic University. Thank you, sir. As I was just saying, by the skin of my teeth. So hey, man. Doesn't, feels even better. Doesn't matter how much. Just matters that you did it, man. No, seriously, though. Congrats. Congrats. So Shane, Shane is going to actually bring like real football knowledge because he played yeah. football in college. And uh, so did Jerry. I did not. Yeah, um, but I just hit fat kids. <laughs> so, I don't know anything else about So we're going to get some cutting edge analysis tonight. So here's what we got tonight. We got, uh, we got Commander's Talk because there's more info on the sale. Uh, the... Um, uh, the Harris Group that is going to take over is now releasing some statements. So it, it's a slow run to the finish line, but you know it's it's going to get there. Um, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk some more of the uh, free agency type you know things that exist out there and how the roster may or may not look. Then we'll talk some NHL and uh, we'll we'll bring up our caps to tie in the DMV. And, and there's been some some interesting talk about uh, possible coaching candidates coming down the pike as well as uh kuznetsov's future which is looking more and more like it might be somewhere else which yes. i'll say i'm not sad about no, you know that that's fine be. with me it and might I'll, be time and i will tell you why later um and then we'll finish off with some college talk all right man so let's get into it so jerry counselor what do you have on the uh the latest with the harris group slash commanders slash the mess that is uh in landover currently all right so last friday Josh Harris and Dan Snyder come to some sort of formal agreement. Each everybody gives these public statements and you know confirming the sale. So now it's got to go to ratification through the owners. Uh, they think it's going to be a couple more months. It will not be in the next end of this month like we everybody hoped. So fucking annoying, by the way. Yeah, I don't know why. Oh, God, I don't know why. Do it already. I mean, if it's done, just announce it. But Ugh. he. Send the Venmo. <laughs> send the yeah, right, right. Yeah, so there's a check. <laughs> Take a personal check. Um, so, but today on ESPN, they announced, which I'm sure is not pleasing Josh Harris and his group, the perspectives or prospectus that he sent out to potential investors. And here are some of the highlights. Um, he said, uh, first, uh, the commanders think that Virginia will offer the best incentive package for a new stadium, perhaps mm -hmm. up to $1.5 billion. That sum would nearly double the American record of 750 for the Raiders stadium in 2017. What do you guys think about the stadium if it happens in Virginia as opposed to RFK, which everybody else seems to want? Well, I read that they were looking to put it back in D.C. Is there any truth to that? Or, yeah, they're at the yeah. RFK stadium. The, the hang-up there is that the get land at RFK is actually owned by the federal government, and you can't right. build on it. So the team has asked the federal government, if they would be willing to give it back to the state or to D.C., the city. Right. And then the, the city could negotiate with the commanders about the, the stadium rights. Everybody seems to want it. You have the infrastructure there. It's where, obviously, the glory days were. Um, I was going to say. Plenty the, of parking. Plenty the benefit of, of that route. stadium is nostalgia, number one. So you're going back to your roots because that's what all the good memories of the Washington franchise are, right? It's the bouncing stands at RFK. Second of all, D.C. is not a big city. So there's not a whole lot of places to, to build a massive stadium like that. The infrastructure is already there because the old building's already there. So you're literally talking about just a redo in something that already exists. Yeah. The, the bottom line here is the money. And if 
I don't think Harris is going to get $1.5 billion from Virginia voters. I don't think it's going to happen. But the fact that he's throwing that out there mean, means he's going to get closer to that than what we think. And that's not nothing, you know? I, I, as a former D.C. resident, uh, removed about three days. Um, <laughs> that's true. We, You're uh, stomping grounds, right? <laughs> we, we would play golf down by RFK at a pretty shitty course called Langston. Um, in a pretty shitty area. So I would vote if we were to bring it back to RFK. Um, I think that that would really help the community around it, which could really use some help. Absolutely. Well, you look and see what, um, you know, uh, Cap One Arena has done for that Chinatown area of D.C. I mean, prior to the Wizards and Cap um, Caps being there, I mean, that was basically just parking garages and Chinatown. And it was pretty, pretty slummy at the time. Um, and now it's a bustling part of the city. You look at the Nat Stadium and the D.C. United Stadium, what that has done for the southeast waterfront area. So to your point, I think that RFK revitalization project would be more than just the stadium and Washington commanders. That would be a community thing for Absolutely. sure. 100%. Absolutely. And that's why it makes the most sense to me. But Yeah, um, again, as a fan, it makes sense. But it, he, dude, he's a businessman, and this is going to be his third pro franchise. Oh, yeah. Dude it, probably knows how to negotiate. Yeah. So, I mean, and they got all that area out there by Dulles. I know, but um, it's just the, that's the what traffic is just such a shit show. It is. It sucks, man. Oh, fuck, it's going to be terrible. So who who is in the group? And it's Josh Harris, it's Magic Johnson. Are those and, the only two big names? Or um, Mark Ein is a limited partner. He own he he's a pretty big DC guy. Yes, uh, like tennis wise. Yep. He he, he handles the, all the tennis tournaments and stuff, and and is well respected. Has mm -hmm. great great relations with the DC government, which is why I think they brought it. Harris pinpointed certain individuals i mean obviously magic everybody loves magic right um the the next guy i don't but i don't know how much magic's putting into it i, I think he's got three percent or something like that uh, right mark rails i'm not i might not be saying yep. the name might not be mark rails but something rails is another local guy who's a billionaire who's who's yep. putting in the next amount so yep. um i think what the the owners uh, are concerned about from the reports are that um, if this thing goes belly up, are there going to be enough reserves because the net wealth of the limited partners are not as high as some other teams? Sure, um, sure. And, and, and that's understandable. And, and another part of that is in the short term, FedEx Field is a dump, worst stadium in the league. The, the Washington Commanders training facility in Ashburn is a dump, and it's been voted the worst training facility right. in the league. So the infusion of capital that they need to have up front just to swim in the current waters they're in, which are already shitty, is is gonna be a chunk, you so, know. So in the um, in the prospectus, uh, Harris addresses that. He says he assumes that a hundred million dollars will be needed for immediate structural repairs at FedEx, mm -hmm. and another forty three million will be needed to upgraded boxes and suites. Um, he thinks he can get an immediate infusion of capital with naming rights. Uh, FedEx pays seven point six million. He thinks he can get a deal with thirty million immediately. Um, apparently, under the contract, the naming rights leave with Snyder, so he can cancel that. Interesting. And get so, another. wow. So that FedEx deal was tied directly to him, according to, um, according to that's dipshit signed off on that. It was quote unquote supposed to expire in twenty seven. Is that correct? I don't FedEx, know. That's yeah. just what I read somewhere. But yeah, because I think that coincides with the lease there. 
I think the earliest that they could get into a new stadium is 2027, something in that range. Yeah. I, th- I th- the least, yeah. Yeah. For the, I think what this does is it really opens the door for Hyatt Building Supply and the law office <laughs> of Jerry Hyatt to get naming rights at the stadium. Who's going to get naming rights on the podcast, for fuck's sake? Yeah, dude, we, we need to get some sponsors. <laughs> uh, send your email to ShanePaul0707. <laughs> Chico's Bell Bonds. That's right, that's right. Uh, we're going we're gonna to have a dog fight here in a second. I know, man. Dogs are, dogs are getting at it. All right, Major wants you to move on from point number one, clearly. Yeah. Um, basically, though, the, the gist is, it, is that there was going to be an immediate... Um, Influx. He thinks Harris thinks he can get three hundred eighty million dollars by two thousand thirty-one, with an upside of four four hundred sixty-six million with a new stadium. Mm-hmm. And so he's just the cash flow is going to come, and he cites how popular the team was back when Gibbs was coaching. And- well, you know, and you hear those projections, and people were scoffing at him on the radio today. But the bottom line is this: this is a very valuable franchise. Clearly, I mean, have we seen six billion for? Uh, an American franchise before? No. No, right? So the the value is there. Cash flow is a completely separate item. <laughs> now, if there's value and you can harness that into a marketable product, now you get cash flow. That is what Dan Snyder couldn't do the last 10 years. Well, nobody wants to work with him. Nobody exactly likes him. Right. Nobody's going to gain. The product so I, sucks. So the- I think what they're thinking from a very basic business analysis is our immediate infusion in here already makes us more of a viable cash flow franchise because there's a good base here. It's not like you bought Jacksonville and they're like, we have to revive something that never really had anything big. The Washington Commanders franchise is massive. You know, it It has been terrible, terribly run. I mean, there there was a 25-year wait wait list. Oh, absolutely. I I was on it. Yeah. When they were at RFK. Absolutely. I just put put it on it when I, yep, just for shits and giggles. And it feels like RFK was yesterday. Dude, it was almost 30 years ago. 30 fucking years ago. Can you believe that shit? Wow. That's unreal. You know? So so I think that they're they're obviously thinking optimistically, and that's what usually these business proposals are. These yeah. are, hey, if things go right, this is our trajectory. So it's somewhere, it lies somewhere in that range at least. I, I trust people that know what they're doing at that level. Um, they obviously have the, uh, the, the blueprint, and they have yeah. the documentation to, to support it. Um, I mean, have you, Shane, have you ever been to a, a Redskins commanders game at, at FedEx? Uh, the only time I've been to FedEx was Penn State played Temple or Indiana, one of those like burgundy teams. And I was like, I don't know, probably 10 years old. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was my only time. Yeah. So that's over a decade ago. Yeah. And it was a college game. And it was probably a shitty experience then with the stadium, right? I mean, yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah. Every, every time I've gone there, the, the, just the, it's pathetic because when you when it first opened, it held, it holds like eighty five thousand people. Yeah, and then when things started to dwindle and dwindle, they would put covering over the top yes. sections because they would they didn't want them to be. It's so depressing to look so at like depressing. the big canvas up at and the top. The, That's the, what they do for the college bowl games when they can only get twenty thousand. Right, it's like a USFL game. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> and then then the acoustics would suck, so you couldn't hear. Plainly, like I mean, the visual, the the visual was fine, but the the acoustics sucked, and the fucking food was terrible, and the service was terrible, and yeah. then it just got overrun yep. as the years went on by visiting fans. I had season tickets there for five years, and then I never forget the the Redskins uh, guy called me and said, "You want to renew?" And I just said, "Dude, are you kidding me? I can't believe you just called. I know it's your job, but right, are you fucking kidding me? There's yeah. not a chance in the world." Yeah. Um. So well, again, I, I am I am a Washington fan by, 
you know, by 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 birth, yeah, pretty much. You know, I mean, that's the team I root for, and I I haven't liked them in good ten to fifteen years because they're just not a likable team. But that didn't mean I didn't want them to do well and root for them, right? You know, didn't mean I didn't analyze what they were doing and 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 hoping they would get the next coaching staff or free agent, you know, infusion to get them better. But but they just never did. But as far as the stadium experience goes, there nobody debates that. It is the worst in the NFL. It is the worst in the I NFL. I have been to more Ravens games in the last 10 years than I have ever been to any events at FedEx Field going back 30 years. I'm with you. So there it is. I I, mean, when, when I go to games, I go to the Ravens games. Dude, I go to the Ravens games. I have fun. It's yeah. a great experience. You yeah. know? I think you got to wonder also if, if into this stadium decision, uh, if the fact that they are now the commanders and not the Redskins anymore, it kind of cutting ties marketing-wise, you got to wonder if that's going to play into their decision as well. Maybe it may. And, and those are discussions I know that um, a lot of people are having around the club is, do you rebrand again? Yeah. Does this give you yet another chance for a Apparently fresh start? You have to you wait know? five years, but <laughs> like every other rule we've seen, it can be waived. Here's a way around. Right. It. So I'd love to be the Red Wolves. I like the Red Wolves better than the Redskins, even if the Redskins didn't have any negative connotation. I think the Red Wolves was kind of cool. Jerry, I was with you when that whole thing was going down. We were all in agreement. That yeah, the Red, Red Wolves, Wolves just man. seemed to fit with the color scheme. The, the cadence, the sound of it, you know, like the whole nine. And then you said it was had something to do with a college team. Like yeah, some like Division State. Two college yeah. team. Yeah. We can't do that because we could trademark, really. You're the fucking you, commanders. Throw a million bucks, man. Seriously, it pays dude. for their budget really? for like three years. Yeah, that was that. I thought that was a bullshit. I mean, how argument. many Tigers are there? Right? I, dude, I'm with you. I mean, Cardinals. Cougars. Cougars. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this goes on and on. Um, all right, any other key points from the Harris uh, revelation today? Or? No, it's just, you know, he, he's optimistic. The genesis or the gist of it is, is we get rid of Dan Snyder, now we're in business. Got it. Got it. Again, it is slowly getting to the finish line, but even just as, as recent as four weeks ago, there was still some question about uh, that group being vetted correctly and actually being approved by the ownership. So that sounds like it's a foregone conclusion. It's going to happen. Not on the timeline that any of the fans want it to happen, but it's going to happen. Um, so with that being said, I like to turn my sights to, you know, what they did at the draft. We talked about it a little bit. I think we agreed that they didn't do anything wrong. I mean, they took decently talented players at each draft pick they took. You could say they should have taken somebody else, but I don't, I don't think they, they did anything drastically wrong. I think the one obvious conclusion that can be drawn from that is that they're riding with Sam Howell. Which is which, which is weird, to but me. It, it, it's really not. And and like we talked about, first I know, of all, but I think, I think Ron Rivera is not interested in coaching after next year. That I agree with you. At on. least here, I can I offer some some inside information on this. Go ahead. So, mm-hmm. uh, Coach Love Rivera it. came to speak at my school, Catholic U, probably a little over a month ago, I'd say, um, and he made probably two or three remarks that would that would lead one to believe that the whoever the new ownership might be um, was going to part ways with him. It was weird. Um, but I don't know. I, I've, been, I've been skeptical of it ever since. Well, that's pretty cool, though. You got to hear, hear yeah. him speak and everything. He was great. Yeah, He's he a great like, guy. He seems like a hell of a dude. Yeah. Right. And I, mean, I told him, regardless of what his legacy is here, he's a pro. And he was a pro coach under the worst ownership in the history of the NFL. Yeah. I mean, he and, got and, this job, he got cancer, and then had to work with fucking Dan Snyder for four years. During COVID. During COVID, I, I mean, mean this can you think of the, the, deck, the deck stacked against him, and all he did was he did with class. He was a decent man with class, and and I give him nothing but props and for that. Obviously, I have I don't think he's a very good personnel guy. Like I, I'm, I right, I, I'm I mean, with you. My, but 
I don't, I, cause the comments that he makes every once in a while that stick out to me are, well, if I'm not retained, my job then is to leave the next guy in the best position possible. And what that means is no fucking big contracts that is going to hamper him with a quarterback. Right. You let the new coach come in and you let him pick the quarterback, right? And go sure. from there and you let him deal with Chase Young. Sure. And you let him deal with all that stuff, right? right. Which is why they didn't pick up his option. Not right. that they don't want him here, but it's not going to be their decision when that time comes. Right. Yeah. And I'm not sure that they could have gotten like an Aaron Rodgers, even if they tried. Oh. Because, well, I mean, even if they wanted, because they didn't have an owner. They it's like swung, a rudderless ship. How are you going to? I mean, a couple of years ago, didn't they swing and miss on Stafford? Yeah. And I think that was the last time he was going to do that. And but he I basically mean, went, we have to take the low-hanging fruit from here on out. But if Snyder's you in know? England, and who, who do you get authority to do it from? Right. No, I'm with you on that one. But and, I think I, I, it's more realistic to me that we see Jacoby Brissett by week three or four right. than Sam Howell in week eight or nine. That's just what I'm thinking. I, I, I don't disagree with you. And if you look at it like like David Carr, is that his name? Or is yeah, it yeah. His brother? Mm-hmm. yeah. I get the Carr brother. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. <laughs> If good. you His get him, good, right? Good call. If you get him and you pay him twenty eight, thirty million dollars, does he get you two or three more wins? Maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, he, he's not gonna he's not gonna get you fifteen wins. He's right. he's gonna take you from eight wins to a, a ten or eleven or seven. Eight wins. To, Shit, this team's not winning more than five. Nah, uh, they're all they're gonna be around the five hundred mark. Maybe a game or two less. Look, man, I hope I am so wrong about how, and I actually. Think Hal has a decent upside as just a, a quarterback in the NFL. I don't think he's a legit number one starter. I don't think he's a bum. We don't know either way. I just I get the vibe that he's got the size. He's got yeah. an arm. Seems like a decently smart guy. Seems like he works hard. Who's to say he can't be be a decent quarterback at some point? Just not right now. He'll be working with uh, what people say is a hell of an OC. I mean, he's, he hasn't yep. called plays, but I mean, you stay under Andy Reid that long. I'm suspicious. Um, you learn. As Todd knows. See, I'm more optimistic about the enemy than he is. He thinks the enemy. I think there's a reason why nobody <laughs> went after. I, I was just going to say that. It, it, there's definitely reason to be skeptical of the fact that he's you know been Andy Reid's. And then I, it, it just makes the, his decision to come to Washington so much more confusing because he comes and at the what we talk about in the draft. He needs his Kelsey, right? right? And he's got that Dalton Kincaid kid sitting I there. Know, and man. I thought for sure they were going to take him. And they take a corner. I know. And not even the best corner, well, that the experts say. Um, apparently, that, their guy, that was just was their, their guy, guy. Right? And I thought that the enemy <laughs> would have more influence on personnel. <clears throat> well, And he really doesn't. I think it's all setting up for Mr. Caleb Williams to, to come home. No, because they'll win too much to get any of the or the guy from Drake. See, this, May. So this is what we talked about in the last episode, Shane. I am never a fan of tanking. I, I, I don't think it ever works because when you try, you still Agreed. somehow win too much. Right. Like it just you, you fuck yourself up when you try to tank. They could be that bad, though. I mean, the, the wheels could come off this year if Sam Howell is just dreadful in the first three weeks. Then they have to go and pivot and go with Brissett, and he ends up just being what he is which is just an average backup NFL quarterback and they can't score more than 15 16 17 points a game see I think I think you honestly you're downplaying how good they are their defense is going to be pretty good dude I hope I'm wrong about all of it I'm just saying I could see the wheels coming off I don't think they will I'm with you Rivera's too good he's too good of a he is he's too good of a middle 
range guy. He's going to keep enough games close, and they have enough playmakers. Well, that's what they're going to do, right? right? They're going to win with defense. They're going to run the ball. They're going to shorten the game. We'll be and, Dallas once. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're we always split with Dallas, don't we? We. Shit. Yeah. I mean, we. so is it's you can. Rivera is predictable. He's he predictable is. in the draft. He's going to overdraft somebody that only he thinks, oh, I'm the only one that can scout this guy like this. I'm going to show the world, right? He always right. overdrafts people. Right. Um, then he'll do better in rounds three through five. Mm-hmm. He'll start getting some starters there. Sure. And then, you know, that that's sort of his thing. He always reaches for the first couple picks. Um, and I think he probably did it again this time. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, they have – Decent safeties. They have pretty good corners, three of them. They do. Uh, their linebackers are atrocious, but they don't <laughs> value linebackers. They don't, they're don't. always in dime coverage. They don't care about linebackers. You said that last year, too. You're like, it, 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 you know, yeah, we can we can sit there and, and poke holes at Jamin Davis and, and, and that linebacking core, and, and it's valid. But they're in such a, a, a nickel defense all the time. They, they almost never play base. Care. They, they, they don't care about they don't care about run stopping no. and run fits. No, I think they just think well, that their front four. Our is, front four is going to stop the run, and, and dude, we're they're legit good, man. I mean, it, is Jonathan Allen still around? He is. Yeah. Yeah. They have all of them back. All Allen, Payne, Sweat, and and Young on the front four. I mean, that's that's. <laughs> There's a lot of teams in the league that would salivate over a front four like that, you know. Right. I mean, I think, and I think so. I think they're going to be a top half of the league defense, and I think they have good running backs, not great running backs. They do have good running backs. They have really good wide receivers. They do. Um, you know, Terry McLaurin's probably just shitting himself for fucking signing that long term deal, and now still having the shitty quarterback who's never going to make him get the endorsement deals. But you and they're, they're going to win eight games. Maybe that should yeah, but the, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna win eight games. They're gonna be a fringe playoff team, then probably short. God, right? And they're gonna like, be get the like seventeenth pick again. Yeah, they're gonna Ugh. get they're gonna get up like the fifteenth pick, right? And then they're gonna have to make some moves. But but I think Ron Rivera is gonna leave the next coach with with you know no huge huge crippling contracts. Best thing you can do and is allow them to maneuver. Exactly right. Keep give them cap room without being strapped down with these monster contracts from guys that you're not quite sure how they're going to pan out. Right. Yeah. No, I think that that's fair. Um, Shane, how did the Pittsburgh Steelers do in the draft? Outstanding. Yeah, I don't say typical, that Typical Pittsburgh. I don't <laughs> say that often. Tell me, what, tell, tell me what's good about their draft. Um, getting Darnell Washington at, I don't, I don't remember the pick number, but third round, I think. Even with you know the knee injury concerns, whatever. To get a guy that moves like that at that size, um, the the things that they'll be able to do out of twelve personnel, um, with now you know they have like their quote unquote Kelsey guy and Pat Fryermuth who will work those option routes and he'll be split out a lot more, um, and Darnell Washington will be able to be the the inline tight end who you know, he calls himself the six oh lineman. Um, I think it's going to open up a lot of uh, a lot of creative personnel and and formation alignment kind of stuff that they'll be able to do. What still sucks is that we have Matt Canada calling the plays. Yeah. So and ah, who, former and, Terp. And who's former your Terp. and who's yep. your quarterback? Mr. Pickett. Uh, okay. See, that's, Small hands. Midget see, hands. Me, Midget I'm hands. Not, Pickett. Okay. Look, he's a Pittsburgh guy, right? Played played in college there. I know the fans like him. I think I just described the way I just described Hal is probably Pickett. Seems like a good enough guy if he pans out. But what's his upside? How good is he going to be? 100%. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think you have, you know, there, there's certainly a, a portion of the fan base who is ready to, for him to kick rocks after the season. But I mean, you spend once you decide to to spend a first round draft pick on him, you're stuck with him for three to four years. 
Yep, it's incumbent upon that coaching staff to put the investment of time into him to see what you got. I'm with you. 100%. You know, if you're a fourth rounder and you're like sour on him after the first year, that's one thing. But when you're a first rounder, yeah, man, the obligation is that's there. That's what sucks for Sam Howell. Is he? What did he go? Fifth, fifth round. round. Yeah. He, he, was a, he was at one point in his junior year. He was a first round talent by the Kuipers of the world. Yeah, he was supposed to be like a like in the top ten right. draft pick. So I don't know. you know, he dropped to five. But which means if if Howell drops off the face of the earth, technically speaking, by his pedigree in the draft, it's not that big a deal. Yeah. Versus a guy like Pickett, where you go, that was a missed opportunity to get a first rounder. Well, we we are. We're Team Mike Tomlin at this in this podcast. Oh, fuck we yeah. love Mike Tomlin. Dude, He's, when when there was rumors of him possibly going, what was it not last season, the season before? I feel like they circle around every year. There was, yeah, uh, all those we dumb, were like, come all on, the, fire all, the, all those dumb fuck Steeler fans. I love them, dude. Like, <laughs> I was like, yes, do it, I mean, <laughs> Dad. <laughs> but um, now there was rumors about him going to to USC to Southern California. A couple. That's years right. Ago. That's right. Come on. Yeah. Uh, you know what? That's so funny you brought up Matt Canada. I completely forgot he was the o- OC there. Yeah. So how does how is he received in Pittsburgh? He's he's probably the most hated man. You know? <laughs> no, I, I I hate being in the in the party of criticizing coaches, but um I mean he's failed upwards in his career, which is you know, he had he he won the Royals award, I believe, with Pitt in sixteen. Goes to LSU, mm-hmm. they win few games they had a decent offense then i believe goes to umd from there correct and once the you know things happen there he gets promoted to head coach um that may have been his best tenure was taking that awkward situation and still being able to win some games with a with a makeshift roster with all the distractions and and there was talk in, in the Maryland circles that they should hire him full time as the head coach. I don't coach. even remember him coaching at Maryland. So that he came in before right after, Loxley. Came in right as the Durkin thing went down. Okay. Okay. So he was the OC then, and he stepped up, and he was just nothing but class. Right. And everybody's like, they're not going to win a game, and I think they went like five and seven. Like he got them respectable, and then right. everybody's like, hey, make him the head coach, and I was like, uh, I like uh, it. Thank yeah. you. That was that was a great job, sir. But uh, yeah, you know, so that, then he takes the the quarterbacks coach job in Pittsburgh. You know, they they say quarterbacks coach. Was he telling Big Ben anything? No. Right. Um, <laughs> Good point. But you know, his thing is shifts in motion, pre snap movement. So, and they who was calling the plays at time was Randy Feekner, who was kind of this old geezer that you know liked to to get in a set and stay there and not move anybody. But they figured, oh, well, let's bring Canada in, and the two of them will be able to to coincide and create some sort of uh, you know, hybrid magic, hybrid offense. Didn't work that. Didn't work out that way. Um, Got it. They part ways with Feekner, and then here we are with uh, Canada. And now it's the quarterback living, dri- quarterback driven league. And if you have Kenny Pickett and you don't have Ben Roethlisberger, then it's shockingly, story, it's good. You're gonna have trouble scoring points. Different story, man. But somehow. Mike Tomlin, and or, like he keeps his shit together, and they're always in playoff contention and always respectable. And even if they, I can't name fucking three or four guys on their roster, they're gonna they're gonna be you know they're gonna be competitive. Um, Pickens is my favorite player on that roster. Yeah. Receiver, he just yeah. flattens people oh, yeah. nonstop, yeah. nonstop. I love that guy. Um, well, Watt. Watts my favorite player. Yeah. Like, oh, that kid's fucking un- tremendous, dude. unfucking blockable. Well, the and then when they when they did as one, yeah, three or four games. And when they drafted sure. him, in my, I was like, yeah, no, Ryan Kerrigan. Uh, 
Well, they took him over. Does anyone remember Reuben Foster? Yeah. yeah they absolutely. took him over Reuben Foster, and I almost started crying. <laughs> right. Sh- shows you what I know. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Um, well, the way you just described Rivera as they won't go away. They'll probably hang in there up until week 12, 13, 14, somewhere in that range. They'll be respectable. That's what Tomlin's done now since Ben has basically gotten too old yeah, and gone. Except he wins more. He does. He does. He finds a way to win eight He or finds nine a games, fucking man. way to win. You know, and, and I, I give him nothing but credit I for that. I think it's like with, with Baltimore, with teams like Baltimore and like Pittsburgh, there's a culture. Yeah. They just have dudes that expect to win. Yeah, when shit goes, you know, yep. it looks like it's chaotic. They're going to find a way to fucking win, yep. right? And with Baltimore, if you get past the 50, you're already in field goal range. Yeah. That's you know what I mean? Point. I mean, that dude is like all the fucking Matic. No, you bring up a good point, though, because, I mean, Harbaugh and Tomlin last year, I mean, you saw the starting quarterbacks they were rolling out there late in the season, and you're like, and those two guys are still fighting until the end. Yeah. Man. I mean, there will always be a close game. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that division is going to be hell. I mean, Cincinnati, Cleveland's got all those defensive linemen. <laughs> I got to tell you, man, I, I, I do think that that division goes Baltimore and Cincy are one tier. Then I think Pittsburgh and I think Cleveland. Until until they prove me otherwise, I'm not going to be like Lucy and Charlie Brown. I mean, every year I'm like they're going to be better with OBJ. Be o- OBJ is is I think he can. I'm not a fan, but I think he can give Lamar. Now, Lamar just and Shane, you can talk about this. I just don't think he's comfortable throwing the wide receivers. I think he likes throwing the tight ends. They they run they run right down the fucking middle. They're like you know safety blankets for him, and that's where he's comfortable. He's not comfortable throwing like long deep balls i mean he has a good arm but he's not very accurate yeah and usually to me i'm not from sure what i've how, seen and you you probably watch that division more than we do because of being a pittsburgh fan but it seems to me that the best plays that that lamar makes with his arm are off script mm-hmm. it's it's gets out of the pocket you know has that little throw on the run where he just like flicks it you know a little michael vick style with the you know but he's a righty obviously and he just he gets it down the field you know that's not sustainable, though. I'm know? not sure he's special if he's not running. How and many times have we said that? I agree with right? you. If he's and, not running. And when was the last time he played a full season? That's yeah. the other issue, man. You know, I'm glad for Baltimore that they got that deal done because he's such the face of that city and franchise right now. If, does that translate into some playoff success? We'll see. We'll see. He's not. Um, but but for a while there, that, that looked like it could have been an ugly divorce. And, and I'm just glad for both sides that they got it done. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. I mean, if, if injuries weren't a thing, you know, the, the Baltimore Ravens would be contending every year. Yeah. You can only run power read and, and, <laughs> and QB outside zone, whatever you want. You can only do it so many times throughout a season before, yep. you know, it, it takes its toll. Unless, yeah, by you week start, four, unless you start sliding every time. Yeah. Yeah, by week 14, the old uh, off-tackle to Gus Edwards doesn't exactly yeah. fool anybody on exactly. first and second down. <laughs> well, it's, that's, I think that's the best division of football. Because all Shit, four of those man. guys. I didn't even think of that, but you might be right. I mean, it's going to be Cincy's game to lose, but. Yeah, I mean, damn. Cincy's good, dude. What a great fucking quarterback he guy is, man. Who's that, Joey, Joey B? Yeah. Joe Cool? He's a cool motherfucker, too, Who man. Did they take in the draft? Did Cincy take? That's a good oh, question. He probably has a couple felonies. <laughs> <laughs> He'll fit right in there. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll research it while you guys I got to tell you, you know who else I like? I like, uh, I like Zach Taylor. I think he does a really good job. Cincy coach. Yeah. Did he did he coach for the Redskins? I don't believe he did. Well, he like the one young coach that didn't coach for the Redskins. <laughs> As Shanahan and McVay just rack up the wins out west. LaFleur. Yeah. Um, All right. Let's they see. took... Miles Murphy. Oh, that's a Clemson guy. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I do remember. 
I mean, they're just so loaded everywhere else. I mean, where? Yeah, no, they're good. It. Yeah, they're certainly. I mean, they didn't need a receiver. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it, dude, the NFL's king. We talk about it all the time. We talk about but, it all the time. Jeez, man. The league is just set up between the salary cap, between the, the limited roster size. You're never really out of it. You're only just a couple players away from going from four wins to eight wins. Like yep. that, you know? So you can be right in the mix every single time. And to your point, you might be right again, Jerry. Ron Rivera might steer the ship right into that seven, eight and a half win I'd range. I'd be surprised we didn't. And, and, you know, and, and, you know. So, Shane, this podcast was formed on the Washington Capitals. We had just won the Stanley Cup. And we formed this podcast thinking we were going to have multiple Stanley Cups, and uh, we have been first round exiters or not playoff can even in the playoffs uh, since. Uh, Shane is a Penguins fan, all right, and we fucking hate the Penguins here. So, all right, I'm going to tie this. I'm going to tie you're, this. All you're you're going to remain fucking quiet when we talk. No, I'm just kidding. Now I'm going to tie this all together here. So. Most recently in the NHL news is the draft lottery was last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Caps had like a 6% chance of the top pick. They they ended up picking exactly where they should have, which I'm perfectly fine with because I think the draft lottery is a fucking joke. Like mm. you're picking the order that you finished personally, but whatever. Um, I will say this, though. The Chicago Blackhawks getting the first pick does piss me off. And it reeks of when Pittsburgh got the first pick back-to-back years or second pick, first pick when they got Malcolm Crosby. It's complete bullshit. It was completely fabricated by the league. Right, There's no think? way Chicago should have gotten that pick. Did you hear all the controversy with how it all? No. So they they were doing the 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 ping pong balls live, and then the little sign would flap up on the screen in real time. As they were getting to the third pick, and the last three were Chicago, Anaheim, and Columbus in terms of the last three to fill out those those spots. The best odds was was Anaheim, then Columbus, then Chicago. Before they go to commercial, Kevin Weeks goes, before the thing flips, before the ball is allegedly out of the thing, he goes, well, we have our first uh, exciting news here tonight. Uh, Looks like Columbus has the third pick. And everybody looked at each other like, (laughs) and they pan and go right to the commercial. So they did some triage so like frank saravalli who's really tied in at tsn up in canada said he was in the the war room when all of it was happening he was like there were no shenanigans that, that right. came up but everybody's like that was way too convenient that, that was like weird. We, weeks did that way too fast on both tsn and espn here in the states and like both countries like we're like what the fuck just happened <laughs> what the fuck just uh, happened? What, what are you talking about so chicago should not get the pick for a number of reasons not the least of which their previous regime was basically found guilty of improprieties. There was sexual assaults. There was just shit up and down the roster. And what do they do? They tank for a year and get the number one pick. But they're a big market. They're, they're, they're Washington's a big market, Jerry. No, but Chicago's one of like the it. original six, man. You, you, you got to have those. Of course it's probably tanking. Now, as far as the league goes, it's probably better that he went there than Columbus. <laughs> right. Who was, <laughs> you know? who was the fucking go to Columbus, man? <laughs> but I was going to give you this, uh, this stat to make you feel a little bit better, Jerry. So, said the Eastern Conference arms race back at the trade deadline. All the following teams made monster deals and have been eliminated. The Maple Leafs, the Bruins, the Rangers, the Devils, the Tampa Bay, the Islanders, and those that did not make the playoffs, the Penguins. The fucking Penguins. So, they said all of those teams basically went, we're going all in, and every single one of them was out 
after the first or second round. So, Shane, there was a time not too long ago, within five years, that I would not fucking talk to your dad during the playoffs. I would not. I, I loathe every Pittsburgh person. I thought, He barely talked to me during the playoffs. Right. We were rooting for the same team. And now, <laughs> now, because I knew that if Washington played Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh would probably win. Mm -hmm. It would be a brutal series. Tom Wilson would have like five assault charges. All the Pittsburgh <laughs> fans would be crying their ass off, right? And it would be game seven. I would spend $500 a ticket, and I'd show up at the game, and it'd be 3 nothing Pittsburgh already because that happened like twice. And so I, I These you know, are all facts. Though, yeah. and, and every time there's an overtime, I would be sitting at my, my bed watching it. Either watch, This is why I can't watch them anymore. And I would be praying, like sitting on my knees, and then fucking like Malkin would – Ended or something, right? Is that when so, your blood pressure spiked? Was yeah. Those, those but those, those were some battle royales, man. The best, I mean, dude. battle royales. And now both franchises are similarly situated, man. They are, old, man. Old players. Yep. Big fucking contracts. Yep. Right? They, you it's know. Simple. Yeah. And, and, so, and it's, it's amazing how those... Now, Pittsburgh won more. I think they probably have one more cup than the, the, during their prime. Maybe, maybe more than that. But... But it's amazing how they all rose together, mm -hmm. and they are falling together. Look, man, you can't fault either team for 15 years of continued success. For no. 15 years, both teams made the playoffs. That's fucking ridiculous, man. I mean, you got to go back to like the 70s and 80s, Islanders, Oilers, Tr Detroit Red Wings for those kinds of things. So both teams had a core that was clearly elite, yeah. and they built around it as long as they could. And now they're both faced with, you know, what from the core do we really want to keep? Yeah. And unfortunately, as far as contracts go in the NHL, it's not like the NFL. It's not like the NBA. You don't just cut a guy. Right. You can't do it. Well, because Pittsburgh Pittsburgh made the bad choice last year to re-sign Latang for that big deal. Yep. And Malkin, right? I think that's probably going to end up – they thought they probably had one more run, right? And, I, you know, Latang. I, I hate him when they play, but then that, that dude's been through some shit, and he I got has, respect man. for him, you know? Oh, I respect the shit out of that guy. Yeah, Hell I mean, yeah. He's, a, he's a warrior. Uh, but it was just, it reeked of the, you know, in, in Washington, the, the Backstrom deal, right? They won the they won the cup, and then they all these contracts came up, and Nick Backstrom was slowing down, and they gave him this big deal. And, you know, Jeremy was here when, when he was alive and Todd and they were saying it was a you know great deal. And to my credit, I said, this is going to end up, we're going to end up regretting this. The term. What's great is we have actual tape on it. It's now, the term. I never said it was a great deal. That's I said I it's remember. a deal that you cannot refuse. You have to do it. Five years. You had That's to do the it. term. The term. Uh, what, how old was he? He was only 32 when he signed it. Right. But he and was. Then he, and then by the age of 34, they found out he had a degenerate hip. Right. And, and so he and keeps again, coming back, right? And it, basically, every fan is begging him to retire. But he keeps coming back and because he's just not going to walk away from all that money. Right. So, but he kills you. It's, what's the cap hit now? His? It's like eight. Yeah. I mean, they, you, you're almost, Todd, at a point where you can cut him, get a minimum dude, and he's going to play better than Nick Backstrom. Yeah, but you're you're stuck with his eight mil. But you're stuck with it either way, right? But at least you're gone. He's gone, and you have that roster spot open for someone who's a minimal player. I'm not worried about that. You can <clears throat> you can you can healthy scratch him all you want until he. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like I told you, with the way the rules are, they're very prohibitive from a team moving on from a player that doesn't want to move on himself. You're right, and that sucks. With that being said, if it's an eight million dollar pariah of of 
of a position, fine. So be it. Let's move on and talk about whatever else they can do. And the recent news is it was rumored that Kuzi wanted, Kuznetsov wanted to move near the trade deadline. They didn't really get what they wanted in return for him, so they hold on to him. Now I find out in the offseason there was, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire, and it looks like he's going to move out of here. Um, and I'm okay with that. He's, he's a good player. He had his best hockey when we played in the Stanley Cup year and, and beat Pittsburgh. You know, so he killed are, you guys that series. Are they, are they in a rebuilding phase now? Is that what you would classify it as? Or? It's weird because <clears throat> they're not going to truly rebuild until Ovechkin gets the record because they still need to be good enough around him to feed him to get Gretzky's record. So he's going to chase that, and it looks like he's about two years away. And the record of what? Uh, goals. Goals. That was a record that was like, that was like the, it's like the Cal Ripken 21-31. Like, no one will ever get that. Gretzky scored 894 goals or whatever. And there was only two guys in history that had 800. And then everybody else was in the low sevens. Well, Vetchkin's already at 820. Wow. Yeah. So, cool. yeah. So they're, they need to surround him with a legitimate team that's willing to make a playoff push each year to, to not only support him getting that record, but you don't want him to get that record with them being a, a 15 win team. And then they cut away on ESPN and they go, well, here's Ovechkin and Caps are terrible. They're, they have too much tied up into young talent right now that they're not going to suck. They're not going to be brutal. Yeah. Right. This, the, the question is they've got some really difficult decisions to make, very similar to Pittsburgh. I mean, Pittsburgh's got some serious decisions to make, first and foremost, goaltending. They think their young goaltenders are pretty good, and last year has proven they're not. They're not even close to good enough. My, my casual fan – uh, opinion tells me we should have never let Fleury go. I, dude, completely agree with you. Completely agree. The flower. The flower, dude. He was the man, you know. Is he I, still in Vegas? No, he's yeah. in Minnesota. Okay. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> you know, I think he's a little old now, but, uh, you know, with him. Five years ago, I mean. Yeah. I mean, hmm. you know, that was, a, that was a tough one to see go for you guys. Um, what was another one that was tough for you guys recently? There's a couple that you you dealt at the deadline to, to get, you know, some some veteran presence in there and either bowed out of the playoffs earlier or this year didn't even make it and let a couple prospects go. And I think that could bite you guys a little bit. And the Caps have done the same thing. That's why I say that. Right. I, I've seen it happen that way. Um, I just think they're they're sort of parallel franchises. They really I mean, are, man. Were, I swear, I was just about to say that exact statement. It's, it's weird how much of a similar path they're both on. Hundred percent. With the stars and Crosby. Well, and when Ovechkin. you think about it, I mean, it was the O two and o, or O three and O four drafts were Ovechkin, Malkin, Crosby, and Backstrom. I mean, those and each team got two of those guys. And unbelievable. It, incredible, right? And here we are, nineteen years later, and. You know, no wonder they took parallel, you know, paths. That so makes sense. Where do you think Kuz, what what's the ultimate end game with Kuznetsov? <clears throat> so what's interesting now is there's a bunch of teams with a lot of young talent in that six, seven, eight million dollar range that you would think are just untouchable guys that teams are floating them out there, whether the synergy isn't right or whether the team is going a different direction. There's a bunch of young kids out in Vancouver and they're going a full one hundred percent rebuild. Their ownership is like But isn't it I'm telling you, the way it works with the Caps is we get we always get back the same kind of thing we trade away. And I'm thinking like Verona. We traded away Verona, got Mantha. He's the same fucking player. They both deter, they both turned out to be you know yeah. kind of busts. Um, we're going to get another disgruntled player, just like Kuznetsov, right? So we'll we'll, we'll see. Um, I'm not concerned about him moving or the return for him. 
because I think it's going to be very similar, like you just said. Um, they have more organizational depth right now than even I thought they did a few months ago. Right. You know? They they just got to get rid of him. They do. They and what they got to do, Jerry, for the cap. So Penguins have some stability in terms of their coaching staff. Sullivan's a very good coach. Um, he knows what he's doing. They're not rebuilding. They're going to retool, and I think he's the right guy for it. The Caps need to find somebody that has a similar mindset, that's willing to work with the Ovechkin Circus that's going to be the that's next gonna two be years. A, it's going to be a fucking disaster. Be on the precipice of making the playoffs and somehow cultivate the young talent they have. So in the coaching search, you got Jeff Halpern, who they're going to talk to. You'll talk to. Would be my pick. Local dude. We've talked about it. Um, he learned from John Cooper, so he's won multiple Stanley Cups here in the last few years with Tampa. That would be my guy. Um, he's and a, he would leave Tampa to. Well, he's well, he's, a, he's an assistant. assistant. He's, he's the be, top assistant, and he's the guy. He's like the a little like the the enemy before he got turned down a bunch of times. Like everybody's like, well, if you're not going to talk to him, I'm going to talk to him. So I would really like for the Caps to move a little bit quicker on that. And he played at Washington. He's from yep. Bethesda. Oh wow! So he's yep. got local ties. He's still got his house in Potomac. Still a, a member, I think. Potomac, yeah. Yeah, I think he's a member at uh, Columbia Country Club. Like, I mean, he's still got a lot of roots right here. Uh, you know, makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, the head coach in Hershey right now, they're in the midst of their playoff run there. They're about to make the Calder Cup finals, it looks yeah, like. Looks they're up 2 like nothing. Um, and there's a bunch of guys on that roster that are going to be wearing the red, white, and blue next year. Um, so, again, that, that makes sense, you know. And, and who's and the other the, guy, the, Chad? Uh, Carberry from Carberry. Uh, the assistant from uh, Toronto. Carberry, right? Yep, yeah, he's the hot name, and he's the one he he coached at Hershey pre- previously. So he's got that Caps organization. So he top. knows some of the guys exactly right. So would you be surprised if it wasn't one of those three? I would be. If they do the retread route, I'm going to be really fucking pissed. Yeah. I'm just going to put it on record right now. Gerard Gallant is a great coach, like the dude. We're not in that phase right now. We've I don't been think through that. We right? need him, you know. Um, and there's a bunch of others of his ilk. Uh, um, one of the Sutter brothers, you know, Daryl Sutter from Calgary. Great dude, won a bunch of cups with L.A. recently. I get it. He's an old school dude. We don't right. need that right now, man. He's not going to want to play the young guys. Exactly. I want guys that are going to give, and I don't know if you saw, but in Hershey's last game, LaPierre and McMichael led them in points. I mean, right. guys, those guys need to be playing up with the big boys next year. Yeah. You know? I mean, well, if, if not next year, fucking win. I mean, this is it Boom. for McMichael, right? Boom, right. I mean, how long have we been talking about him? Four years? Yeah, he's only 22. You got to remember, man, it's not like baseball. They don't take forever, but unless you're one of the like primo top two or three guys, it takes a few years to break in usually. Yeah. You know? Didn't take Ovi. Didn't take Ovi or Crosby. Or Crosby. Well, yeah. Or so Malcolm. The, um, the next head coach odds for the Capitals are uh, Andrew Burnett is the favorite at plus 600. He's the Devils AC. Yeah, and he took over as head coach in Florida when Quenville got fired last year, and they ended up winning the President's Trophy. And he's got local ties. Does he? Yeah, he used to play for the Caps. He wore the A. What's his name? Andrew Burnett. No shit. Yeah. How do I not remember that guy? Because it was in that uh, 90s era where they were super boring, but he was on that team that went to the Stanley Cup Finals and played Detroit. Oh, he was on only the goalies team? He was. Oh, wow. He was. Yep. Halpern was on that team, too. He All seems right. to be the pretty handsome favorite because uh, he's at plus 600, and then the next guy is Mike Belusi at plus 1,100. Well, fuck so. you, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, these are the well, names. I mean, the Tara, Tarek El-Bashir, all he talks about is Halpern. And yeah. Now he's getting a look. And, yeah. You know, now maybe that's his guy. Sure. Right? 
But uh, well, as teams have been knocked out now, you're seeing a, a few more of the pedigree names popping up, right? And Brunette is at the top of that list. People were surprised with Florida last year that they that they didn't give Brunette the full time job. Apparently, he didn't want it. He liked coaching for Quenville. He actually didn't like coaching in Florida. <laughs> oh wow! He wanted to go somewhere else, so he you know he took one more year as a top assistant in uh, in New Jersey. And my, and my Devils were much improved this Devils. year. <laughs> he's, a, he's a closet Devils fan. <laughs> I just I like the way their organizations run. I think yeah. they run the right way. I need to correct myself as well. Um, Brunette is not the favorite. It's actually Spencer Carberry. Okay. Yeah. That's Got it. He, he read the wrong yeah. lines. Happens. Happens. Look at me. Rookies. So where is Halpern <laughs> on that list? Uh, is he, he on is there at plus all? 550. Okay. Uh, so he's yeah, in the there, mix. Yeah, there's a bunch of guys that kind of in that range. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, it's it, it's going to be interesting to see uh, with this ownership and with McClellan what they don't do is move quickly. And yeah. we're seeing that with the Wizards as well. I mean, I could give two shits about the NBA or the Wizards, but uh, you know, I, I do like it when the local teams are good. Oh, and yeah. The Wizards just aren't, and they haven't been. And here they are, GMless, going into the draft lottery tonight. And there was Dude, the speculation junkie. today as to whether they were even going to send the he- current head coach to, to represent them at the draft. The junkies I mean, think they, they think they're winning the lottery and getting that <laughs> seven foot two point guard. When Bayana, uh, the yeah. French kid. Yeah. I mean, look, I would be interested. Yeah. <laughs> I would be interested. All but right. if you're the NBA and the fix is on, why are you sending them to fucking Wizards? Yeah. No, yeah. totally. Um, now, that'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, the. The coach is really going to dictate how much they truly rebuild versus retool, I think. But either way, that coach has to keep them right in that 6-10 to range in the Eastern Conference. Got to make the playoffs. Got to make the playoffs. And just try to win a round. That's exactly right. That's how we got to build. We used to always lose in the second round, right? We'd always beat the Islanders. Yeah. And then then we'd lose to Pittsburgh. Real quick, before we we wrap up today and talk some college stuff, um, I must say, I hate how the NHL does the first round of the playoffs. You don't like it anymore? I I don't like it at all. Dude, straight up one through eight, two through seven, three through six. They try to make it regional, right? Yeah, it's so fucking stupid. Because what you had this year is you had Toronto and Tampa playing when both of those teams were probably better than who they each ended up playing. You know, who Toronto ended up. It's just, I don't know, man. I'm not a fan. Um, but I digress. Um, so anyway, so Stanley Cup Finals, Final Four. So you got Dallas and Vegas. Jerry will not watch one second of that series. He'll be- Western Conference is, is a bunch of communists. <laughs> only, only communists <laughs> watch the Western Conference. It, it's so boring. But Carolina's going to roll. And then you got Carolina and uh, who, am I, who am I forgetting? Carolina and, uh, oh, Florida in the yeah, East. I think Car- I- Carolina's going to roll. Did I not call Florida beating Tampa or uh, Toronto, though? Yeah, I think. Didn't we both? No, you said Toronto. I did? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I said that Florida was going to win because um, Bobrovsky. And Bobrovsky yeah. was a beast. I got to tell you, man, NHL playoffs comes down to goaltending every single year, and it's not even close. In that Toronto uh, series that they just lost to Florida, um, they won every single metric of scoring chances, shots, possession, zone time, power plays, the whole nine, except for goaltending. Except for goaltending. And they lost, you know? And and to your point earlier, I think Pittsburgh's Stanley Cup years, underrated, were almost always due to Fleury getting hot. And obviously, when the Caps won, it was Holpe. Yeah, you know, when we talk about man. Crosby and Ovechkin and Malkin and Kuznetsov and all these guys, but those goalies really carried their teams, mm-hmm. you know? 
And mm. back when the only the goalie year when the Caps played Detroit, that's they all their business had. being in the finals. That's all they had. They got destroyed by metrics that year, but they were there because they had the best goalie in the league. Yeah. So. All right, man. So let's finish off with some, uh, some college talk. All right. Well, let me apologize in advance for my boy, Bobby Huggins. <laughs> he had a rough week, rough 10 days. Have you heard about this, Shane? I don't think so. Uh, so. You know he's a WVU guy, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Huggins, um, West Virginia has a limited resources in terms of uh, donations, right? So you um, thought. They so found a well somewhere, right. dude. Well, they have donated. They basically, the, the coach, uh, the football coach is Neil Brown. West Virginia's football talent is the least I've ever seen. They open up with Penn State. They're going to lose by 40. I was just going to ask, are we going to that? Uh, when you say tickets? we, you might be going, but I ain't. <laughs> They're going to lose Where's by 40. Be, by the way? It's a Penn it, State. It hurts, that, it hurts you guys. It's a night game. It really does. It wouldn't matter if it was that played on at, Sunday. It, 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 I thought they would put that It game. wouldn't matter if it was on played at Sunday at 8 in the morning. Is huh? it a two-year deal? Will they be in? Uh, I don't think in so. Morgantown next year. That, those big teams almost always do that, dude. I don't know. It's fucking stupid. They were playing, but um, <laughs> but no, it, Shane. It would matter if they played at eight in the morning at Sunday. They'd still be a 40, 40 point game. Penn State. They they drop one at noon every year. So, um, <laughs> so they have. There are almost every time the transfer portal opens up, we're getting guys from like Georgia State. They are not giving football players, the football program, any money to get transfers. The basketball team, however, this year, um, they made it to the, in the first round. They lost to Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there was a turnaround during the year because they started off slow. They got rid of a coach, and then they started winning with not a lot of talent. So people started believing in Bobby Huggins again. They, the transfer portal, they killed it in the transfer portal. I mean, they got all, like, they probably, of the top 15 dudes, they got four of them. Right, including the top center, other than the, you know uh, Dickinson. Um, Where's he end up going? Kansas. He went to Kansas, but Jesse Edwards from Syracuse, that big player, guy. He big came name. to Morgantown. They yep. got and they they so they have studs. Um, so Hawkins is doing the rounds now because they're the new fresh team right for next year, and he's on he's on the radio in Cincinnati. And he's talking to his boys because he coached in Cincinnati. Forever. And he's a big, dumb animal, Huggins. He's, yeah, I mean, he's I'm, an idiot. I would assume that, you know, maybe imbibing alcohol was involved. I don't know. I'm speculating. Would, would, yeah. But he's on the radio, <laughs> and they talk about when Cincinnati was playing Xavier, and Xavier threw a bunch of dildos on the, on the floor. <laughs> and he, like, they're joking about it, and then he starts ranting about, you know, how that FAG – you know, Catholic kids and, and I mean, oh, yeah. the, he, he actually used that word on radio. Yeah. He called them like fags and, you know, and it was just like the, the and the announcers were lockstep. How did him. I not hear about this? Oh. Is this being kept under wraps or am it, I just, you know, what's funny is I, you know, I saw it make the rounds the day of, and then it was like hushed. Well, my buddy Jeff texted me and me and me and Chris, we were, you know, we texted, he's like, uh Oh, and I was like, I had no idea what was going on. I was like, what? And he said, Check ESPN. So it hit ESPN. It did, and, yeah. And, you know, there was all these people saying, oh, Huggins is going. I'm like, nah, I doubt it. I mean, come on. This is our one sport. I mean, he's the most popular guy in West Virginia. Um, And so what they ended up doing, it, it any other state, other than like Mississippi, it probably would have been, you know, if it would have been, in West Virginia, it, it sort of got blown over. If it happened in Maryland, he would probably have been fired. 
Well, he may have been like <clears throat> tarred and feathered in the town square, yeah. you know. I mean, they so, would have gone all. Um, but but so what they did is he he's scheduled to be paid was scheduled to be paid four million dollars next year. Now he's going to be paid three million dollars with the one million dollars going to a charity. Um, and he had to make a public apology, and he's been suspended for the first three games of like you know playing like Damascus and Clarksburg. <laughs> right. And but 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 he will not be uh, he will not be suspended for any of the like Big Ten, you know, whatever Big Twelve tournaments. No. Um, and so, so it was worth it for him. Well, <laughs> I, it cost him a million bucks, but he gave it to cha- uh, the charity. So it was just it was just a. a Stupid fucking! Th- I mean, I almost thought he like lost track of what he was doing. Yeah, like he lost, like he just thought like he, he, he was talking he was like with his buddies. Yeah, like, like off he just, like, did, he, did he not remember there was a fucking this was live? <laughs> it was not. so it was so crazy how he just lost like his sense of what he was talking about. Um. Uh, so anyway, that. Uh, but uh, fortunately, to, Kevin Willard did not have uh, indiscretions here at Maryland. <laughs> to all the people that thought Bobby Huggins was going to be fired. It would never even cross my mind. Not yet, but like you said, if they're oh, if they if they don't win, he'll be fired for performance based, but not for, sure. for his stupid right. fucking statements on on air. Yeah, I I think now the pressure's on too because if he's not to me, if they're not a, a like a top four seed in the NCAA tournament, oh, I'm with you. They yeah. got to be a top yeah. four seed. Yeah, or it's just it's you know. So last we talked on the pod, <clears throat> Dickinson was still making his final decision. We both what agreed a it was it was a. That's a, a pipe dream. Look, man. JP Finley was right. He was trolling Maryland. I can't believe he they they brought in Mike Jones, who was you know the coach at Dematha for how Correct. many years? Correct. Right? I can't well, believe, could, I can't believe that didn't play into it. That, it, it did. It did. Maybe it he, actually got him a visit. So here's the, here's what I heard on the actual NIL money is Maryland got him up to the million dollar range for one year, and it was you know with some incentives and whatever else. Kansas guaranteed him. Two mil over two years, so even so, even when he's gone, he's going he's going to be guaranteed two mil over two years because so he's the, not going to play in the pros. He's not right. good enough to play in the pros, which is ironic that he's the biggest portal transfer guy in the market, and yet he's not even he's not projected draftable. to be a, a first round pick. Yeah. They're like he might be one of those like D league G league guys, you know, and and he might make like a that thirteenth roster spot just because he's big, you know, or whatever else. But you know, he's slow. Uh, his game doesn't translate to the NBA. Now it's weird how there's guys like that. Like, isn't it crazy? I've always been a fan of Drew Timmy at Gonzaga. Uh, yep, probably won't play in the. Probably won't I'm never, with you, man. I'm with you. Yep, it happens all the time. Um, I'll say this: as far as college ball goes, I mean, Kansas is already a fucking juggernaut, and he makes them a title contender like that. Sure, it would have been cool at Maryland from the standpoint of I think they're probably a favorite. You know, they're a top two to three Big Ten team and whatever else. They still might be anyway, though. You know, I mean, would they finish last year fourth? Yeah, fifth. But, I mean, know? he's he would he would have obviously. Oh, on the floor, he yeah. is one hundred percent an upgrade. And anybody that says otherwise is is fooling themselves if they're not watching the game. But I'm not saying that that means that Maryland's season can't be really no, special, no, no, really good. Honestly, you know? bro, if he was that good, Michigan wouldn't have sucked, right? See, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, if right? he, if he mean, was that good. Right, but he's just a big guy, and you can't find big guys. Yep, yep. Um, and that that position is almost a dying breed right now in college basketball because, <clears throat> yeah, it's important to have a post guy. It's important to have a, a, a. I think it's almost more important to have a dominant four than a dominant five because of the way the guard play just dictates everything. You get the thirty second shot clock. It's a shorter game than the NBA. Shorter three point line. Everything else. 
Well, you, you take your chances shooting more threes and, and, you know, picking up the pace with your guard play. I texted you when West Virginia <clears throat> got Jesse Edwards. I said, that's bad news for Maryland. Yeah. Because Kansas wanted him. Yep. And I think, I think he, I mean, he's kind of a weird, I mean, he had some attachment to Huggins and yeah. wanted to stay. I don't know why. Sure. Want to go sure. There. I'm sure NIL has, but they could pay him a lot more at Kansas. Right. Uh, but um, when, when that happened, I was like, uh-oh, because now Kansas mm-hmm. needs to get this guy. Yeah. Look, man, I knew he wasn't coming to Maryland, but I told you from day one, I'm not, I'm not going to lose any sleep over nah. it because, yeah, it would be, it would be cool. But you got a one and done guy, and if he's as big a douche as he seems to be, <laughs> synergy wise, and and that was the other thing at Michigan. Apparently, he and Jawan Howard did not get along at all. Yeah, well, you know? he's kind of, he's got a big mouth and a big ego. Right? Yeah, and so does Jawan Howard. So he, so um, he does but, absolutely. Um, I don't know. JP Finley said it was just a troll, troll job. Eh, and whatever, maybe because he's angry. I don't know. Ah, who, who, you know, water. Who knows? Bridge. Hey, right. you know what I say? When you're a college athlete, or you're, a, a, you know, anytime you have the opportunity to have a business venture that gives you life changing money, I think you're stupid not to explore it. Absolutely. I, I think you know you you've got to do your due diligence, and if somebody's out there and they got the funds, good on you and good on them. So who's yeah. their starting five? Maryland. On paper, it'll be uh, it'll be Jameer Young, and then it'll be the one freshman shooting guard. Uh, Dante Scott, the other freshman, uh, small forward, and then uh, Juju Reese. What about the? Sh- don't they? Get, didn't they get a transfer that can shoot? Yeah, Chance Stevens. Yeah, who's they got? The guy from New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yep. is that him? That's him. Isn't he the three point yeah. specialist? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So he's gonna be he's gonna be your three point specialist. Um, Jahari Long is coming back. He's gonna be your backup to to Jameer Young. Um, you've got the the big big dude in the middle, Callum Swanton. Rogers or whatever. He's right about a seven footer. He'll be Juju's backup. Um, and then they got the uh the other freshman that'll come off the bench. What about the Whitey from they, IMG? Yeah, that's what I'm talking Oh, oh, you're talking about uh Noah Bachelor? Yeah. He stayed. That kind of surprised me because he doesn't really have a role on this team. But oh, yeah. he's six six, six seven, and he can shoot. So who knows? The thing with Willard that I've seen now, and this is I've seen it actually across a bunch of different teams. They don't really use that eight, nine, ten man bench anymore. Mm-mm. He described it. He's like, you get so many timeouts now in college basketball because you get two TV timeouts per half. Each coach gets an additional three per half. And he's like, it's only a forty minute game. He's like, basically in the second half, he's like, I tell the guys, be be ready to play all twenty. <laughs> he's like, if it's never, not foul trouble, never even thought of that. Yeah. And when he said that midway through the year, because Mitch and I were like, man, we're not deep, we're not deep. And then we looked at it, we're like, it's a really good point, though. Like, <laughs> I, you know, if the guys can go for 40, go for 40, you know? So he's really looking at seven, eight guys, barring injuries and foul trouble. It's nice to have a, a, an eight, nine, but it's not really a true rotation anymore. Um, so Shane, Penn State made a run in the tournament, right? And then when they lost me our, some money, then they lost our nice. coach, right? Where'd the coach go? He went to Notre Dame. Okay. Yes, he did. And they got the VCU guys. Yeah, that correct. Yep. Yeah. Don't really know much about him, but I mean they're they're just gutted roster wise. Yeah. Lost. They had they had they had a bunch of transfers last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. They brought in I mean their their best players were all transfers. Yeah. And they brought in some, but I mean, yeah, you know how that goes. They never played together. So right. it might be another another three to five year plan before we're even contending. So it's uh so it's football all the way, huh? Yeah. Football God and damn. hockey. Fucking big the Big Ten football in the SEC. I mean, I told Holly on a Sunday at three. You mean Saturday I, at three? If Saturday at three, if I'm not watching CBS, 
I don't even know who's playing, but it's going to be two SEC teams, and they're going to be big. It's going to be a great game. If I'm not watching that game, then something has happened, <laughs> right? At least I don't have it on because that's in the same way. Like, I mean, if you're Penn State, look how good you are. Oh yeah, right. And you got to, but then you got to be fucking Ohio State and no. and Michigan. Michigan. Yep. Yeah, it's just it's brutal. Yeah. I mean, I can just tell you, coaching a good council and seeing the recruiting from afar, there are schools that are just separate and above everybody else. There's and no really, it. really, it's, it's of course, Alabama, Georgia, right? Oregon gets a lot of kids. Yes, they do. And fucking Ohio State. You know I mean? There's Ohio State here and then Penn State here. Penn State gets a ton of freaking kids from Baltimore, this area. And they're still that step below those, those and other those, four. Yeah. But, but those kids, a lot of those kids are waiting for offers from Ohio State that don't come. I mean, it's amazing how well they. I mean, they co- they recruit separate and apart from Michigan. Yeah, I know. And I mean, because I just, I mean, a lot of those kids, they're waiting for Ohio State. That's that's just uh, the, and the, the niche. That's I the give niche recruiting there. three to five years before there's some serious regulations put around it. Because there's I mean, got to be the, the the coaches that are leaving for the NFL because it's requires twenty less hours a week. It, you know, it, they've got to do something because it's just getting out of hand. It's, a, it's an around-the-clock job. You're 100% right. And now with the transfer portal rules being like the wild, wild west right now and with the NIL money, I think a lot of coaches are just sitting back and poaching now. Yeah. They're waiting for that kid, that four or five star, that didn't get the reps he wanted at Alabama, and then they're at Maryland. They're well, at I, Purdue. They're at those schools, and they're going, hey, I heard, come here, and uh, we got you. You know, I heard James Franklin say – the day after they won the Rose Bowl, all the coaches flew back and they were hosting some some uh, big time transfer portal. Recruit. Yep. and they yeah. didn't have a day off until after the spring game. Yep, I told Todd, you know, I hate Penn State. I grew up hating Penn State, but they are some of the nicest coaches. When they come to they, when that when when they come, they are a machine. Yeah, when they come to to good counsel, they they know everybody's name. They're very friendly, um, and when you go up to the seven on seven tournament there. You know, James Franklin's at the hotel waiting for you. You go up to West Virginia, it's fucking shitty. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like the product that they put on, mm-hmm. it's just a top, you know, top. It now, is, Maryland's man. Maryland's different because it's local. Sure. Right? So you're not, so we're just meeting in the morning and then Loxley gives some spiel and then we play, right? Right. So it's not the same sort of vibe, but you could just tell that of the camps we go to, Penn State is just top class. They top are. shelf, man. They are. Which is why they recruit so well in uh, in the DMV. No doubt about it, man. I yeah. Mean, God, they, they got dudes. All those Baltimore private schools, with the exception of you know St. Francis. I mean, you got to be careful when you're recruiting. Quarterbacks getting ready to commit St. Francis, right? You got to be careful though, because they got those kids. They're tough to get through school. Yeah. Right. I mean, they're the academic requirements of well, St. Hey, Francis man, are in, not. In, in, I mean, Maryland's had a lot of success at St. Francis. Loxley's got good inroads there, but well, it's hit got, or miss they, with they the type a couple. of guy. I mean, that, that well, Barham is the cream of the crop the last couple of years. He's I've, he's going to have a hard time making it through this year. I heard. I think so. I um, I think Loxley just wants to get him through December. You just try to. That's exactly right. You just yep. try try to get through. Yep. Did uh, did you guys hear Stetson Bennett? Might <laughs> this is just a rumor? I heard <laughs> it's, it's a no, rumor, but it seems to have a lot of credibility that. After his how many years in college? Like six, twenty seventeen seven, is when he enrolled. Yeah, he managed to not acquire a single degree. 
He's Van Wilder, man. Dude, it's so great. I want to hate I mean, on it, and then I'm like, didn't he have like the greatest freaking college run ever? <laughs> I mean, think about it. He's a he's a freaking national championship times two times two. Plays for the fucking Georgia Bulldog, maybe the greatest team ever. He's a good looking dude. He doesn't go to class. Uh, good looking. He ne- he never graduated. I mean, he's in shape. He probably has boy band ass thrown at him. Oh, I'm sure he does. Like, you know, oh, I mean, have his life would be awesome. I can't believe he only got like one DUI. <laughs> I'd have been drinking on the sideline. I'm fucking Stetson Bennett. Fuck you. I'm untouchable. Did he get a DUI? Or or no, he, he got drunk he, and the, went in the that. Public yeah, yeah, I'd have been the biggest Did you, did you send ever. him your card for that? Yeah. I mean, he, <sighs> the fact that he didn't get in more trouble. I know. Is amazing. I know. Kirby Smart. But yeah, he did not. I heard he didn't graduate at all. Which is hysterical. Fucking Probably harder not to. His life is going to go down such downhill oh, now. I'm kidding. He'll be a cult hero, obviously, in the in the SEC and in you know in, yeah. in Georgia folklore. Here's what he's going to he's going to wash out in one year, and he's going to go back to the SEC network and be like an analyst. Sure. And if he was smart. The- he just wouldn't leave Athens the rest of his life. Yeah. Just stay in Athens, Georgia. Yeah. He'll be a king. You yeah. know. <laughs> uh, what a all right, guys. Life. Got anything else for the week? No. No, hey, man. Well, that was that was good. This is a good off season pod too, because really the only DC teams playing right now are the Nats. You got the Orioles up in Baltimore. The get, Orioles are on fire. Orioles are good, man. Their yeah. their rebuild plan is the fucking is, is, defenders is, choked. Lost uh, to another Dallas. Uh, fucking they did. Team. Defenders choked. Um, and if you're a DC United fan, they're just terrible still. Um, but you know whatever. Unless you're a hardcore soccer fan, nobody cares. Yeah, um, I'm just waiting for basketball season for WVU. Watch that. <laughs> watch that go down to flames. Nah, man. Penn State, WVU opening weekend. Oh, it's by there, forty. Oh, you got to give me up to the game. You got to give me forty. Forty points. <laughs> it's gonna be a blast. Yeah, as a as an hour retired athlete, the fact that I just get to sit my ass on the couch. For, for 12 hours on Saturday is, is exciting. You're gonna be it hitting, is one of the best feelings in the world. You're gonna, it really is. You're going to you be hitting Vanderbilt games? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll guys. i comfort my own home. Well, wings, beers, and tears. Shane, thanks for joining us. Congrats again on the uh, on the graduation, man. You made it. Good thanks shit, dude. Me. Good shit, man. And uh, Anything else for the week, Jerry? Nope. All right, man. Let's do it again next week. Wings, beers, and tears. Peace. Later.